Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome everybody, welcome to guys at a mic talkzone.com coming at you right up until eleven o'clock. The big dog. Joel Radwanski off today. Well, if you listen to Joel, he's actually off every day, but he's actually not on the air today in the house. First time a rookie. Virgin territory for the young kid out of North Central College, home of the Cardinals. Kevin Jackman in the house. K Jack, how are you, my friend? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being had. Most people back in school, in college, now working hard. Explain a por favor why you are not yet uh, in school and still sleeping late. We love to have our summer. We like to extend it as long as we can. <laughs> so I got another two weeks till I go back, so I'm going to enjoy it. Two weeks? Two weeks. I thought Northwestern was like the only school that didn't. Uh... They're right on par with us, yeah. Man, I got to find a school like that. That's outstanding. Well, all right, so uh, you've been sleeping in like 10, 11, 12, 1 o'clock, getting your beauty rest in, or are you actually working to make it some money here? Yesterday I, I slept until 1 o'clock, turned on SportsCenter, watched that till about 4. Saw the same yeah. episode three times, but <laughs> it's all good. Uh, it's a rough life. I'm huh? sleeping until 1 o'clock and then watching ESPN SportsCenter, such as the uh, – such is the case for an up-and-coming uh, sports talk wannabe, Kevin Jackman. Now, you're actually more than a wannabe. You are a, uh, you've arrived somewhat because of the school you're going to. And, uh, again, welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Our phone number, if you want to check in, 888-463-6748. Kevin Jackman sitting in for the big dog today. And, again, we'll talk sports and more right up until 11 o'clock. But, uh, Kev, you uh, have done uh, been there and done that a little bit, both. High school and now college, you're what, the sports director already? Yeah, I'm the uh, sports director at North Central College. Wow. Um, sophomore year, so luckily I, there was a lot of turnover. and uh, a lot that of the a paid position? Off. No, it's not a paid position, but it it's definitely uh, pays me in uh, experience. and right. It's a great job. It's a great get, gig. When school starts, do you get to sleep to 1 o'clock, watch ESPN, replays <laughs> three times, and then... Hey, I'm the sports sports there director. They're flying me out to California. Yeah. It's it's all right. Really, it's not a bad job. Fly, and he's not kidding about that. Actually, flying out to California with with what one of the sports teams? Yep, with the uh, football team season opener against Redlands. That's not bad. That's not bad. In sophomore year, usually you have to work up. Yeah. You know the stepping stone. You got to work your way up. Maybe senior year, you finally get to be the sports director. Maybe you get to go on a road trip. Are you? You're like three years ahead of schedule. You know, was it a payoff, uh, influence from your father? Your your dad uh, is not like one of the great contributors at North Central College or anything like that? I don't think he – I mean, for all I know, he okay. hasn't contributed. Probably he has. I don't know. That might be the key. But at least on the surface, no outside influences. You got the, <laughs> you got the job on your own. I got the job notes. all on my own. Nice. So there's like seniors graduating? Yeah, pretty much half the sports division graduated last nice. year. Nice. So the sports director, so you get to assign everybody? Get to assign everyone. I get to make all the calls. I get to, uh, I'm the voice of the North Central Cardinals uh, sports teams. That's the best part about it, being the guy who does the assigning, you can assign yourself. Perfectly, yeah. Yeah. To any game I want. Now, how are you? Last year you were the hot shot up and coming, you know, incoming freshman thinking he can take charge and stuff. You're going to have a whole new group. 
Pretty of much. these renegade hotshot freshmen coming in, obnoxious people like you were last year. Have you, do you had a plan how to deal with these people, put them in place a little bit, step on them so they don't try to take over your job? Assign you them, have a plan. Assign them to as many high school games as I possibly can. High school? We, we broadcast high school football games on oh, Friday nights, cool. and it's not fun. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I take that as a personal affront because one of the many things I do in my rather jumbled, uh, a professional career is I announce high school games, so I take that as a personal one. So why is it not fun? Well, you got to travel. You got to go get your car from the the, the lot that's about three uh, three miles away from campus. You got to take the equipment, haul that down to the whatever campus we're at, and do a game that you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> that sounds like a good time would be had by all. <laughs> well, I did a couple of them last year, but it was. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's always a good experience, but it's going to be nice sitting in the North Central booth this year. Mm-hmm. All right, now don't forget our internet show here now is not just not like radio where we're heard, you know, 5,000 watts, 10,000 watts in the Chicago area via the internet. Right. Your voice right now, Kevin Jackman, KJK, your voice being heard in seven different continents as well as parts of Mississippi and Louisiana, which we like to call sometimes the eighth continent. You're being heard <laughs> worldwide, internationally right now. So a lot of people are going like North Central College. You know, what North Central College? Never heard of North Central. So for the uh, folks out there not familiar with beautiful North Central College, give a little uh, promotion for us. Just outside of Chicago, it's a little private school. One of the best broadcast schools in the nation. We usually take home a couple uh, awards a year. It's it's a great little uh, private school. Are they accepting applications? They always are. <laughs> People you mention, uh, mention your name, will they... Uh, Move to the head of the class by any chance? Hopefully. I mean, I got uh, I got a couple of recruits coming in, believe it or not. Sam Babitsky, I believe you've had on this show before. He's he's almost the great committed. great Babitsky. He's almost committed to North Central. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's unbelievable. You got, you got paid for bringing in recruits, too? I wish I did. They don't pay me enough, I Apparently. guess. Apparently. That's outstanding. North Central, by the way, correct me if I'm wrong. Sports teams, very, very good. It's beautiful mm-hmm. athletic facilities. Their nickname is the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And it's where? In Naperville? Naperville, yeah. Yeah, and the uh, football complex is outstanding. Turf field, they just redid the turf, actually. Uh, it's a couple years old, so they redid that. Team last year, uh, Elite Eight, they're coming into this year, uh, ranked eighth in the preseason polls. D3? D3. Okay. Um, but cross country and track, those those two teams are nationally the best. Absolutely, hands down, the best. Okay. Outstanding. My son has just taken up cross-country, assuming he uh, moves up in the ranks any chance with the influence that you apparently have there. And uh, I don't know if you're, again, if your parents are major benefactors there or whatever the influence might be. Any chance you could pull off a scholarship for a young David Cohn in a couple of years? I'm sure he could probably pull off one of his own. He, from what I understand, he's a pretty pretty bright kid. Make it, Well, one out of two is not bad. David, make a note. we got to get Kevin Jackman back in the house more often. Thank you very much. David Olson, by the way, our producer on the other side of the window, Payne, or as we like to call him, the Payne, on the other side of the window. Thank you. Yeah, I know you've heard that before. 888-463-6748, the phone number, 888 KJack in the house with the coach right up until 11 o'clock. Give us a call. Anything you want to talk about in the world of sports, you can jump off the sports page, too. Uh, Kevin, I know you're not a regular listener to the program, but... More often than not, me and uh, the big dog get distracted, and we, we end up talking <laughs> stuff off the sports page. David, I know you had the roster of the uh, Dancing with the Stars, the new group, and I kind of perused over that yesterday. That That's a strange collection of people. Yes, it is indeed. I have to call it back up because it's like Are you a, it goes one ear, one out the other. But it's your girlfriend's on it this year. 
My girlfriend. Uh, Hope Solo. Oh, I like Hope Solo. Hope Solo. Yeah, I knew you'd be happy about that. That's why I brought the whole thing up. I hope she does. I hope they do a few twirls in the routine. (laughs) Ron Artest is also in there. Ron Artest, he's the other athlete. Yep. Ron Artest, oh boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nancy Grace. Nancy Grace. See, I'm not, you know, I've read about her. What is she like? She's a talk show or something? Yeah, she has a legal show. I okay. think it's on CNBC, but she's uh she's a real hard ass. <laughs> she, she really is. She's you know she she's she basically convicts the people before the trial. Okay. I mean, and she was I mean her ratings went through the roof. Okay. With the but Casey they, could, they couldn't stuff. get Judge Judy to dance, so uh, Nancy Grace <laughs> is next best, huh? Couldn't afford Judge Judy because I think we've talked about that before. How yeah. well paid Judge Judy is? What she doesn't make enough millions of dollars already that she can't. Guest on Dancing with the Star. That I would pay to see. By the way, I don't know if you're familiar with her or not. Chaz Bono? No. That's the daughter-turned-son of Cher and Sonny Bono, correct? Correct. And I've seen Chaz on a couple of talk shows, and you know some of the people make fun of you know her, now him, and stuff like that, and now he's going to be on Dancing with the Star. Really a cool guy. Very thoughtful. Very introspective. A lot of uh, thoughts and philosophies, and it goes way beyond the transgendering and the sexual orientation. I mean, this this guy's got some deep thoughts, very, very cool guy, but he, not she anymore, he is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> It'll be so, interesting. Yeah. Does North Central Coward do any, like, weird reality contest type things? Not that I know of. We, we like to keep it pretty straight. <laughs> I think the sports department, headed up by you, you're in charge, so you can put off. You know, you can pull off anything you want. You guys should start like some sort of athletic. It, it would be fun. I got stars. three years to come up with ideas, so yeah. shoot them my way if you got any. Get the, it'd be a good team bonding for the football player. You know, <laughs> get them up there and dance in front of the crowd. Some salsa dancing right there. People could make fun of them and be outstanding. At any rate, we we do jump off the sports page early and off. We get into politics and stuff too. So if you want to call up uh, any of the topics are out there, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. God forbid we actually talk sports. Kevin on the docket here. We got some baseball, football, U.S. Open, tennis. I know you got a big fantasy draft we want to get to. It's not something I'm into, but a lot of people are. But uh, we got to start off real quick. Uh, can we say the White Sox are in a little bit of a pennant race at this point? Uh, five games is not a, a big distance between them and the Tigers. They've got the roster to do it. And I've said from the day one that they are a playoff team. Even through all the trials and tribute. First of all, are you Cubs fans? I'm a Cubs fan, but Cubs I, fan. I can recognize when a team is, is going to okay. have potential to make it of the way. All right. So even through the many pitfalls that they had this year, you still kind of felt with your knowledge of baseball a little bit. And by the way, Kevin uh, played at the highest level of high school baseball at varsity uh, high school players, so got some solid experience there. But you, you saw the potential. Adam Dunn, if he had his normal season, they would be in first place right now. Hands down. Yep. The guy's hitting 170 right now. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, the guy who normally sits in your seat or checks in via the telecommunicative phone line, he is a baseball trivia expert slash a story, and his knowledge of baseball minutia is unbelievable. But he says that the season Adam Dunn is having, hitting 167, is the worst season ever in Major League Baseball for a guy with over 300 at-bats. I find that hard to believe. I mean, that's strong. That is. I think it's true. Now, again, not the worst season last year, not the worst season the last five years. The worst season in the history of Major League Baseball, over 300 bats. Nobody has ever batted that low. Well, Mendoza line is 200, and that's like the benchmark set for incredible 
sadness for hitting, but 167, that's... That's something. Yeah. And, and now, in your opinion, did Ozzy stick with them too long? I know they finally changed, but he no. did. He's, he's a big bat. He, he hits 40 home runs a year like it's his breakfast. I mean, this guy's been more consistent than any other hitter in the major mm-hmm. leagues. Yeah. And you don't want to give up on a guy that's proven it before, but I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I think he did. I, I was with Ozzy and sticking with the guy and not putting too much pressure on him, just putting him out there. Eventually he's going to hit. I thought about three weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, but like close to around three weeks ago, it was pretty clear it was not going to happen this year. The frustration just continued. I think he went a couple of weeks too long, and when we're talking a five-game lead, which could be whittled down, that could be critical. So for the most part, I agree, but I think he waited a little bit too long. I think the DH spot doesn't fit Dunn. I th- when you look at his stats, actually, believe it or not, he hits better when he's in the field. And that's something we've seen with Jason Giambi as well. Uh, they, they're, they're more in the game. And then when they, they DH, they only have those three or four at-bats. They dwell on those three or four at-bats. And like we know, Dunn likes to strike out. So that's a lot of dwelling in the dugout. Yeah. Well, he didn't like to strike out, but... It... Well, I, I, I think he kind of does like to strike out. He likes to take that walk back to the dugout. He does it 200 times a year. He's got to like it. Okay. Not sure if he enjoys it, but maybe just through familiarity he enjoys it. I yeah. guess so. Yeah. Waves to the fans. Thank you very much. Been there, done that. Um, now, they got some pretty good young players that are boosting the ball club. One of them, uh, Alejandro Deaza. Did I get that correct? Yep. Yeah, third home run last night. He's exciting. Taking over for Alex Rios at, at some points, and he's another disappointment. I mean, he's he's a guy that should be hitting 30 homers and, and 30 stolen bases, but he hasn't been doing it. Mm-hmm. Rios, Dunn, and you could probably put Gordon Beckham in there, yeah. too. Uh, now, Gordon Beckham's been superb in the field. Yeah, but, boy, does he have potential that he's just wasting? Yeah, painful to watch. Yeah. Painful to watch. But those three guys, I mean, it's been well documented. We're not breaking any news here, but you are you think uh, they should have stuck with Dunn that long, and, and you also think now they're, they're in it? You think the Tigers uh, might... Tigers, Bait a little bit. they don't have the pitching. I mean, Verlander is outstanding. He's a 20-game winner, but past him, I mean, you got Rick Porcello. He's had an up-and-down season. you got Max Scherzer, who just got lit up for seven runs in three innings. These these guys are inconsistent outside of Verlander, and the offense is basically Miguel Cabrera. So. Still the, uh, we're still in August. What do we got, David? Last day of the month today, right? Yep. August 31, tomorrow starts uh, the month of September, so all your goals, hopes, and aspirations for the month of August, folks. If you haven't done it already, time to do it. Time to turn the page. September starts tomorrow, but uh, that does mean there's still a full month. Full month of baseball, and the White Sox uh, still pressing. Cleveland, let's not forget about them. They won again yesterday, but you think we can forget about Cleveland. Cleveland is going to dissipate. They they definitely don't have the pitching staff. They've, they're relying on a lot of young guys. Justin Masterson came out of the bullpen this year. He's logging some major innings, and he's he's going to fade towards the end. Okay, we will see. I still keep you know everybody has kind of counted out Cleveland. They had their their big run, then they kind of faded a little bit. All of a sudden, they've won a couple games that are everybody's talking Sox and Detroit. I, I still say keep an eye on Cleveland, but uh, could be interesting. Could be interesting, and really three. Young guys, KJ, are doing it for the uh, White Sox. Deaza, Tyler Flowers, who looks pretty good behind the plate. You're a catcher yourself. I'd love to hear your analysis of uh, hopefully the future catcher for the White Sox. And then, of course, the uh, the brand-new pickup, uh, not pickup, but call-up, uh, Deion Viciato. I mean, they've got some young talent. They have had they have a pretty good farm system. That's one of the, the trademarks of Kenny Williams. They always have people to fill in those holes. 
And like you said, that catcher, it's hard to evaluate young catchers. I saw with Giovanni Soto a couple years ago, he looked like he was going to be really good. He's kind of turned out to be a below-average catcher. So, you know, hopefully it doesn't turn out the same way from across the uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. I just like the way that I mentioned on yesterday's show. By the way, if you didn't catch yesterday's show, we did have a visit. We want to thank again uh, uh, El Zaire Zayet. And you can catch all of our shows on archive, by the way, by going to the talkzone.com website, punching up the two guys in a mic, or go directly to two guys, Mike, the number two, two guys, Mike, and it's not M-I-K-E, but it's Mike as a microphone, M-I-C, two guys, Mike.com, and check out the, uh, fascinating interview, uh, Kevin. We were <laughs> lucky enough to touch base with W, with IREX, number one sports talk host, number one sports talk station, W-I-R-Q, and our favorite guy there, El Zaire Zayed. It was fascinating. I gotta go check that out. Yeah. Before you do your fantasy football draft, he did have a couple players for you to pick. Perfect. Who was it? El, he loved, uh, Oz Hakim. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he uh, might be retired now. Yeah, but, but I think, well, that doesn't matter to him. Uh, he told people <laughs> to draft Mushin Muhammad. Hello, Mushin! The Bears should throw the ball to Mushin Muhammad! Uh, L. Mushin hasn't been on the Bears for about five years. And who else? Uh, oh, Ahmad Bradshaw, or is it Ahmad Bradshaw? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, check out that interview before, but uh, we do want to thank him for coming on. That was fascinating. But um, I was talking yesterday about Tyler Flowers, and just uh, I like the way he has handled a veteran pitching staff. Yeah. Very tough for a young catcher to come in, but I like his confidence. And, uh, you know, he strikes out a little bit too much, has shown a little pop with the bat. I think the guy's got potential. Well, when you're trying to make a run, you you don't need the offense out of the catcher position. You need the leadership. And when you saw San Francisco with Buster Posey, he had that leadership that he was able to lead the veteran staff, just like this guy Flowers. You look at Mark Burley. He's a veteran. John Danks, uh, Gavin Floyd. These guys are all veterans. They know how they like to pitch. They just kind of instill that wisdom on the catcher, and he's done a great job. Five in a row for the White Sox. They knock off Minnesota yesterday, 8-6. to six. Kevin, it looks like they've finally gotten over that jinx against the Twins, got them a couple in a row, and it looks like the Twins are reeling. Twins, what a disappointing year. I mean, they came in looking like a top-two team, and you know Justin Morneau, he hasn't been what he usually is, and Joe Maurer won't switch positions. He should be at first base, but he's not. Mm-hmm. Somebody called it, David Olson, at the start of the year, that this was not going to be the year for the Minnesota Twins. That might have been me. I don't make many predictions that come true, but that was one of them. However, I think this year is an aberration. They have such a quality organization, great coach. I think they'll be back next year. I had the number one this year, believe it or not. Yeah. Them and then the White Sox. Tigers, I didn't think we had a chance. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. but you, you think the big advantage the White Sox have right now, and the more I talk to you, the more you're starting to convince me here, is the depth of our starting pitching, where you can put out a guy every day that can get you a W, and Detroit does not have that. Oh, yeah. Plus the bullpen. I mean, are you, Sergio Santos is lights out. He is a talent. Yeah. And amazing, too. Yeah. Because the guy's in, what, his second year? Yeah, I think this second is his second year of full being year. a pitcher. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. If I'm not mistaken, he was a position player before. Yeah, shortstop. Yeah. You look at him now, you wonder, you know, he's a pretty big dude. <laughs> how do I gently put this? But he's got a wide base. Hey, he it, played shortstop. That just shows you how athletic the kid is. But yeah. two years? Throws three hard. years at most, and he's succeeding at one of the toughest positions in all of sports. It's in, and he's been one of the best closers in baseball. One of the best strikeout rates in the last 10 years. I think he's got like a 12K per nine, which is just off the charts. Mm-hmm. All right, so that'll be uh, one of the fun things to watch. Football is going to catch our imagination here. they got the high school, college, pro football, but uh, we do not want to forget baseball. could be, hopefully, 
hopefully the Sox will not have another one of their slumps. Yeah. They've had a lot of those, but uh, we have it on tape right now, Kevin Jack, but you are fairly much assuring our listeners that uh, it's going to be a race. Oh, yeah. Uh, as much as it pains me to say, the White Sox could make the playoffs. By the way, Friday, Saturday, now they play the Twins today. Mm-hmm. Day off tomorrow at home at U.S. Cellular Park. The Detroit Tigers come to visit. That's a big series. And they're going to be facing Justin Verlander. So they better get to him early because he's <laughs> he is fantastic. Yeah. Either that or forget about the Verlander game and let's aim for two out of three. Believe it or not, they've, <laughs> the, there was actually a really interesting statistic. The day before Verlander pitches, the Tigers are 17 games below 500. The day he pitches, they won 19 out of, out of those times. What's your explanation for the? They just like to take a day off before Verlander okay. pitches because they know they're going to win the next so, day. So it's a, a psychological. <laughs> it thing. must be, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the White Sox don't have that one great pitcher, but they got five pretty good ones. Peavy on the mound tonight, I think, right? He's he's been pretty consistent, and they need him for the playoff push. Mm-hmm. All right, real quick, real quick, because I want to get the football on the Chicago Cubs. A lot of Cub fans out there. Uh, again, our phone number, if you want to check in, ask young Kevin any questions, feel free to do so. If you have any embarrassing stories about Kevin from his younger years, we'd love to hear that, too. What the heck? Who wants to talk about baseball? 888-463-6748, the phone number. You can also email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. M-I-C and the number 2, Mike2Guys, AOL.com. Real quick on the Cubs, uh, quick thoughts, general manager you'd love to see come in. Billy Bean. I would wow. if they could persuade Billy Bean to come in, that would be fantastic. They've got a two hundred million dollar plus Billy budget. Bean? If he could shave that down and then also reshape this roster, their farm system's depleted. He is known for bolstering a, a farm yeah. system in years. I would have expected that respect. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I would have expected that like five, six years ago. I thought some of the Billy Bean love has worn off. David, we got a movie coming mm-hmm. out, correct? Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball comes out and it comes out maybe even th- uh, next month. I have to look Beautiful. that up. Yeah. And who was uh, Catherine Heigl starring as Billy Bean? Uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> ah, darn! I was hoping it would be Catherine Heigl. Brad Pitt. Who casted this? Billy Bean himself? He must have, because I don't think Billy Bean's that. Uh... <laughs> Brad Pitt, huh? Yeah. Okay. It comes up September the twenty-third. Wow. September 23rd, money. All right, but that's an interesting pick. All the young, uh, hot GMs out there, you go with Billy Bean. And again, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just a little bit surprising. What about uh, Carlos Zambrano? If you were general manager Kevin Jackman, how would you deal with him? Gone. Gone. He's gone. There's no way you bring him back. He's like the Sammy Sosa of 10 years ago. He walked out on his team. You can't bring him back. We didn't, uh, just to clarify, I'm not disagreeing that maybe it's time for a change. I always like Big Z because I, I think he's good hearted. He's got spirit, even if he does go wacko on occasion. Um, he didn't walk out on the team. That's an incorrect. He was frustrated, embarrassed with the way he performed and got disgusted. And of course, his temper always gets to him and he cleaned out his locker. It wasn't like he was quitting on his teammates. He said he was going to retire. Well, okay. But that's still, again, that's Carlos just, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he said he's going to retire. But it wasn't years. like, I'm disgusted with you guys. We're never going to win. I'm quitting. No, no. It was, it was, he was disgusted with himself. It was almost the opposite. I don't want to hurt this team anymore. He's their best pitcher, hands down. Ryan Dempster. He's their best hitter. <laughs> I've always wondered what he could do over a full season. But I don't know. The guy just, the guy's had too many flare ups. I think it's time to move past the Zambrano era. I mean, he's been around since, I believe, yeah. 2002. Time for a change. Yeah. 
Okay. It's been here for nine that, years. That part I'll agree with. Uh, how about Mike Quade, manager Mike Quade, who might be listening at this point. If not, some of his uncles, aunts, nieces, or nephews is a local kid. Please be kind, but Mike Quade. I think he's a, a great guy. I think he's, Uh-oh. I think he's in a good assist. I think he'd be a great bench coach. I think he, he's, he's very good with the players. I don't think he's a manager. Okay. I think they need to bring in somebody established, not old like Lou Pinella. <laughs> I think Dusty Baker, I think he was a great manager. I think he got the short end of the stick with the whole Pryor and Wood situation. I think they're both ready to explode their arms. So I, th- I don't think that was his fault. Yeah, Dusty got a. How do we gently put that? I thought he got a little stagnant his final year. That's that's the. So did Lou actually. Oh, Lou, stagnant Lou was stagnant from the day he arrived. <laughs> that guy didn't show any life. I thought he was in a retirement home. Yeah, sitting in that dugout. It was, was kind of sad to see. <laughs> but uh, now Dusty, his final year, it was like, all right, you know, things are collapsing around us. Let's, you know, come on, Dusty, make some moves. Do something, fire up, do something besides chew on the old toothpick. I was just going to say, yeah, he, I think he chewed on more of those yeah. than... Well, he's chewed on a lot this year in Cincinnati, too. They've been one of Oof. the more underachieving teams. Real quick, Carlos Pena, first baseman, showing some potential. Man, uh, general manager Kevin Jackman, the youngest GM in the game. What do you do with Pena? Uh, well, they didn't move him at the waiver deadline, so best hope is to let him go and get some compensation for draft picks. Hopefully he's a Class B free agent and uh, they get like a second-round pick for him. There's no way they're going to re-sign him. I mean, that's a $10 million commitment. His agent, I believe, is Scott Boris. So I, I think it wouldn't be very smart to re-sign the guy. You've got some potential behind him in the farm system. You know, Hopefully they uh, hopefully they bring in some youthful infusion to this team because they're, they keep turning to the veterans, and it, it's not working out. Yeah, I agree with you. Play the young players, bring them up. DJ LeMayhu, and uh, you got Barney, you got Castro, yep. you got... Some good young uh, outfielders. Hopefully, you bring up, and we hopefully we got a young catcher because it ain't looking like Giovanni Soto is Oof. much better than average. And if you're going to win, you need to do better than average. Yeah, and well, I mean they got Well Wellington Castro, I believe is Castillo. Is it Castillo Wellington or Castro? Castro. Wellington Castillo. Well, I mean, he showed potential, but when he's been up, he hasn't done much. Yeah, he's so. got, if he's going to succeed, he's got to change his name. <laughs> yeah, you just can't have a catcher leading your team with the first name Wellington. That it, it makes it a lot harder. It's very distracting, <laughs> especially when you go to the plate, and it's not very intimidating. Yeah. All right. Finally, here we go, David Olson. Uh, this guy's got you know Captain Hook over here. Mike Quade gone. Carlos Zambrano gone. Uh, Carlos Pena gone. Let me throw out the final guy. I got a feeling I know what the answer is going to be, Mister Aramis Ramirez. I would love him back. He is my favorite Cub over the last decade. <laughs> uh, why? He wears number 16. Is that what your number was? It was. No, I'm kidding. But this guy, I mean, he's been a slick fielding third baseman. He was right in the middle of the playoff push in 2003. He's been the most consistent RBI guy that we've had, aside from maybe Derek Lee in his prime. So, I mean, the guy hasn't disappointed. If he takes a, a pay cut, why not bring him back? Mm-hmm. I tend to agree with you. The best, the biggest complaint with Aramis, and you brought up a point that people don't appreciate enough by the he's darn good fielder. Oh, yeah. He gets lazy sometimes, but he... That he was his it. reputation coming in from Pittsburgh that he basically didn't, you know, he had the skills, but paying attention was a problem. Sort of a little bit like what Starlin Castro is going through now, but he, he made a point of that as a Chicago Cub third baseman, a uh, young, when the Cubs picked him up, and he's, he's been a darn good, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not saying sensational, but very underrated. You called him slick fielding, if you want to use that term. Yeah, I mean, and he does it in the field and with the bat. I mm-hmm. mean, the guy likes to drive in runs. 
The only complaints, if you're with me here, that Cub fans would have would be that he doesn't hit enough when it counts. That That's a notion that I dispel. Because he used to be a huge clutch hitter. That's true. The problem is is that guys aren't getting on base in the later innings. But the last two years, and I, uh, you're right, before those last two years, he was one of the best clutch hitters in baseball, thus his high RBI total. The last two years, though, he has not hit in April, May, and mid-June, and the Cubs have been out of it by mid-June the last two years. I don't think that's his fault, though. I mean, you look at the leadoff position, the, the two-hole, and those those two positions have been basically like musical chairs. Okay. I mean, Starlin Castro has been in there in the leadoff spot, but he's been moving around the lineup just as often as anybody else. So, I mean, it, it hasn't really been consistent for him to drive runners in, especially in the later innings. All right, so play play the young kids, bring back the young kids, keep the one veteran out there, uh, Aramis yeah. Ramirez. Yep, him uh, and Marlon Bird, I could see sticking around for another yeah. couple of years. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Very good. A little baseball talk here just to wrap up the uh, baseball from yesterday. Detroit did knock off Kansas City 2-1, to one. so they got a good pitching performance. I'm not even sure who was on the mound, but it wasn't it was just Porcella. A... All right, so Porcella came through. Cleveland beat Oakland 6-2. to two. Yankees beat the Red Sox 5-2. to two. Great rivalry. They've been having an unbelievable battle for the American League East Division, but Kevin and Roy hadn't been that much fun. Nobody's paying that much attention to who's going to win the division because both teams are going to make it anyways. It, it doesn't matter, really. It was more interesting when the Rays were in the race yeah. with them, more interesting when there's a wild card team that, that could eliminate the Yankees or the Red Sox. But at this point, they're both going to make it. It's just for bragging rights of the division. Yeah. It seems like the rivalry is getting a little stale. Well, I think it'll come back when the games count more. It's just unfortunate that nobody really cares who wins the division. That's a whole other I mean, argument was, for another day. Yeah, but. there was the big fight last night, which was kind of fun yeah. to see. But I heard Larry Rothschild, our ex-Cub pitching coach, <laughs> now the Yankee pitching coach, yep. got tossed. Yeah, he. Uh, I've never seen life out of that guy, but apparently he got into uh-huh. it. But, I, I mean, the, the Red Sox and the Yankees, great rivalry, but... It seems like 2000, I think it was 2004, was kind of the peak. It was like the, the peak of the rivalry, and ever since then it's kind of dissipated, and those two teams have become a little bit more civilized. All right, Red Sox still up by a half a game, if anybody cares. that uh, I think they play one more game, and then both teams move on. Texas Rangers and Anaheim having a pretty good battle. Texas did win last night 2 to nothing over Tampa Bay. They brought up a kid, Scott Feldman, his first start of the year. Yeah. Not even sure who Scott Feldman is. I think I went to camp with a <laughs> Scott Feldman. He wore a yarmulke. was a good 16 in softball. But I don't think it's the same guy. Who knows it might be. But he pitched six and two-thirds strong. Texas wins again. I did not get the late score with Anaheim. I, you know, at my age, I go to sleep. Kevin, hopefully you uh, stayed up late enough for an Anaheim Angel uh, result. I believe Anaheim won that game. I think they're still three back. But Rangers are a dangerous team. And Josh Hamilton hasn't even hit that well. This year. He's starting to. He's starting to. I, I mean, his average is creeping up. Yeah. It'll be an interesting race. That that and the National League West are the two really interesting races to watch. Yep. Hopefully San Francisco is going to keep it interesting. Yes, David? Angels did win that one 13-6. outstanding. All right. I, I kind of rooting for Anaheim because they were my pick at the start of the year to be the American League rep in the World Series. But uh, they got their work cut out trying to catch Texas. Yeah, they do. And Texas is known for their swoons, but... Anaheim needs to make a push, but they've got the talent to do so. Jared Weaver is arguably the second-best pitcher in the league behind Verlander. Yep. And Santana's not bad, and who's their third guy? Dan Heron. Not bad either. They're all they're all Cy Young potential. Yeah. That's a pretty good 1-2-3 right there. So that'll be a good race to watch as well. By the way, Philadelphia knocked off Cincinnati 9 to nothing. Dusty Baker 
gnawing down on a couple more <laughs> toothpicks during that game. But uh, Roy Halliday, Kevin, the kid's unbelievable, the kid, the veteran. He's unbelievable. Just another day at the park, seven innings, two hits, and he got a big hit as well. Yeah, this this guy just he's the the marquee guy that you can ask for on the mound. The guy goes out and gives you complete games every other start. If you need the bullpen to be uh, you know unused for a game, you send him in. It's it's incredible how rubber his arm is. Yeah, and how consistent he is. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he has may, maybe a couple bad outings the entire year. It's incredible his move from the American League to the National League from a, a non-contender to a contender, and he hasn't skipped a beat. Yep. Yep. And, and he makes it look easy. Yeah. I mean, you look at Roy Halladay out there. It's like, why can't, why can't all these young pitchers? Why can't all these guys, the veterans? I mean, what what does Halladay do that's so special? You know, it looks pretty smooth out there. Yeah. Has a nice fastball, but it's not like he blows people away. Yeah. But it's just uh, control, composure, uh, movement. movement on the ball. Yeah. This, he knows how to control all five of his pitches. Mm-hmm. Now, he was not a graduate of North Central College. We can dispel that rumor. Uh, actually, I think he was. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Any pro athletes ever come out of uh, North Central? Not that I know of. Okay. They've got a lot of great runners, but that's about it. Station sports director, uh, next time you come on, I expect a report on that. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Great North Central athletes. All right, real quick, let's move to a football. And again, phone lines open. Uh, K-Jack in the house. Kevin Jackman sitting in for the big dog today, 888-463-6748. we got our college football preview shows coming up on Thursday and Friday. Kevin, we play a game on Friday. You might want to call in uh, and participate in this game. It's nationally acclaimed. Well, it's nationally known. It's not very highly acclaimed. But anyhow, it's called Beat the Schmoes, our football prediction game. Other shows play Beat the Pros. We hear the two guys at a mic show play a game called Beat the Schmoes. You can pick any three games for the weekend. Mm-hmm. You call up, pick the three games against the spread. Myself, Joel, and David Olson has become an honorary schmo. And uh, if you beat the Schmoes, you win a valuable prize from our somewhat limited prize vault. All right. Okay. Yeah. Now, this weekend, we only got college football. Oh, that's true. I might wait till the NFL. All right. You are you a college football guy? I am, but it's a little bit less predictable. Okay. Who's who's your teams that you're following? Who do you root for? Love Penn State. Hate everybody else, pretty much. Penn State. Penn State. Explanation, por favor. Joe Paterno is one of the greatest coaches. Uh, my dad went there. My grandfather teaches there. It's really? just a great school. Grandfather teaches still. Uh, he's retired. I think he's okay. like 89. Outstanding. Have you ever been part of the whiteout at Penn State? I have. It how, is. How cool is that? It is so cool. It is breathtaking to see, especially when they have the big S on the other side of the stands. It's incredible. That's a hundred thousand people dressed. So you in white. had to be thrilled, and your parents thrilled, uh, and Grandpa thrilled when the Penn State joined the Big Ten. Yeah, they were. They were really excited, and uh, I, I don't think I was quite aware yet when they did mm-hmm. join the Big Ten. And just to show you how long Joe Paterno is around, anybody who's watching via the live webcast uh, can fairly safely see I'm not exactly a young pup anymore, and I've been following sports for a long time. When I was your age, younger than your age, I mean, I started following like college football, getting my little, I remember it was called the Football News back then. Yeah, a little publication that came. It was one of the first. There wasn't a lot of football magazine, but my parents got it for me, and I mean, that was like the highlight of my week when that <laughs> thing would come. But I was following Penn State. Really? And Joe Paterno yeah. was the coach of the team, and that's when Penn State started to become a really, really good team. And that's, uh, holy mackerel, like 40-plus years ago. Yeah, he's been on and the sideline for a long time. Who would have thought it when I was like 13 years old that 40, 
three years later, I'd be talking, you know, Penn State football with. It's but incredible. They're, they're still, uh, I don't know if you call them a powerhouse anymore, but still a darn good football. They are a top 25 team every year. And, I mean, they're, they're projected to do the same thing this year. Every once in a while, they'll creep up in the standings to top 10, but they, they, they recruit pretty well. I love the fact when college football started this year, I think like on the opening day of practices, the first injury of the entire <laughs> season was Joe Paterno. Yeah, he, some guy ran into him or something. One of the one of the smallest guys on the team. I think the guy was like five eight, one fifty, ran straight into Joe Paterno. <laughs> you know, you don't want to laugh at the misfortunes of others, but uh, the first injury report as soon as college football opened up, Joe Paterno. Yep, and he hopes to make it back for the opener on the sideline. I thought he's back already. Well, he hopes to coach from the sideline. Okay. A couple years ago when he broke his, I think it was his hip, he coached yeah. in the, the press box. I remember that. But but he's back on the sidelines now helping to run practice, I think, isn't he? I, don't, I haven't watched a lot of uh, stuff on Penn State yet. I know they've they've got a, a warm-up game, so I'm not mm-hmm. not quite into the thick of things until they okay. hit Alabama Week 2. All right, they're going to juggle quarterbacks this year. Battle between Rob Bolden and Matt McGloin. McLaurin? Uh, I don't I don't know how to, it's McGloin or McGloin. Battle between the two, one guy leading, the other guy leading back and forth. Joe Paterno uh, coming out and saying both guys are going to play. Yeah, I mean, both guys have potential. Bolden is definitely the guy that has the more potential. Mm-hmm. He was a true freshman last year, but McGloin is the guy that, that led them on that comeback versus Northwestern. Yep. They were down 21 nothing. they won 28-21. Please so. don't remind me. But you're a Northwestern fan. Uh, as avid as you are as Penn State, Ooh. that's how I'm – I went to Illinois. But I grew up near Northwestern, and I, I bleed the purple now. My mom's the same way. She your went what? to Northwestern. My mom. Oh, I thought you said your wife for a second. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Only 19. All right, but your mom didn't go to Illinois. No, she, she went, went to, to Northwestern. Northwestern. All right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Northwestern, now you said Penn State taking on Alabama second week? Week two. Woo! That's a big matchup. Wow. At Penn State? I think it's at Alabama. So... That, that's going to be a big test. They're probably going to lose. I'm going to. I'm not going to lie. They're that's pro- a place you need to go down to. I've never been there. I heard that's that's just insane. I heard the they've got a good uh, good pep rally to begin that game. Yeah. So, but you know, I, I don't think us from the Big Ten, the Big East, you know, we're pretty avid college football fans. The tailgating, the game day atmosphere is good. I don't think it can match up to it. Again, I haven't been there, but those Southeast Conference teams, like in Alabama, where you got no pro teams around, I mean they. It's just an intensity that I don't think we can match. Football is basically religion down there. It, it's <laughs> it gets pretty crazy. Yeah, I got Next. a couple. I got a couple buddies that go down. There's a buddy of mine that goes to Texas, and he is football. I mean, that is his life. Yeah, probably too much. Yeah, probably. To be honest with you. Yeah. And that's uh, not a whole lot of good things came out of, uh, with those horrible tornadoes that hit. Uh, Alabama and Tuscaloosa, and I think the campus is still pretty much, I actually know somebody who uh, drove his daughter down there. The town is still pretty much disheveled, Yeah, but the campus remained pretty much intact. They got lucky. Yeah, they did. They did. But one of the cool things about it, and David, I think we talked about this, but, you know, the Auburn-Alabama rivalry, how hated it is, that tornado and the relief efforts that came afterwards, it actually brought the two schools and the two fandoms a little bit closer together. And that's something that sports, you know, you love to see. And those are the good feel stories that get reported on ESPN and, and, you know, through Sports Illustrated. Yeah. It's cool to see. Yeah. You suddenly realize that, uh, you know, even in Alabama, where, like like you said, it's a religion, you know, football is important, but it's not that important. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people from Auburn, students included, came over and helped. What happened to Auburn last year? Didn't they get the their... The tree. 
Wasn't it the somebody yeah. poisoned their tree? An yeah. avid fan. Yeah, they have like the corner section of their football stadium when I forget the name of the trees, but um, poisoned like, and then toilet papered. And, yep, it was some guy, just some lunatic, just decided to try and poison the tree. I don't know if it actually died though. Hopefully Joel wasn't down there back at that time, Dave. <laughs> it sounds like you know. Fortunately, he doesn't have the transportation, so he probably. I don't think. Uh, the buses or the RTA gets down to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That sounds like something Joel would try to pull off, though, in one of his wilder moments after one or two or possibly eight or nine cocktails. Uh, <laughs> all right, 888-463-6748, the phone number. Again, we'll do our college football preview shows Thursday and Friday. Kevin Jackman, the pride, if not the joy. Well, one out of two is not bad of North Central College, home of the Cardinals. They start school in a couple of weeks. Kevin, nice enough to come in and uh, do the show on short notice. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Real quick, pro football, Kev, I'm assuming the uh, Bears, the team you root for. Give me a quick line of the Bears this year. I love their chances to win that NFC North. It's going to be a great division. The Lions, I could see being a top two team. And, uh, Jay Cutler, as long as he's protected, could be an elite quarterback. Everybody keeps saying it. He can be. He can be. And he can also be one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I haven't seen the worst quarterback. I, I, I see that he, he forces some interceptions at points, but if you, do you consider Brett Favre one of the greatest quarterbacks of all? Absolutely. Cutler's the same way. No, he's not. Of course he is. No, he's not. How do you figure? When you say he's the same way, or I'll agree with you the same way, they both can be a little bit unpredictable. But Favre's plus play to negative play relationship was like 85 to 15. Cutler's is like 65 to 35, and those 15, 20% the win, uh, you know, it was a huge difference. So I agree their styles are similar. But Favre succeeded a lot more often than Jay Cutler has. I think Jay Cutler isn't in a, a good enough situation to be a Brett Favre. I think his offensive line is is very porous. I mean, it's been shifting around so consistently. It's incredible. Now the biggest stalwart to that rotation is gone in Owen Cruz. So, I mean, this year is going to be really interesting. He was sacked 56 times last year. That's the most in the National Football League. That's reminiscent of David Carr when the Texans just came into the league. So, I mean... You you give him 30 sacks a year, I think he gives you 25 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Okay. Let's hope so. Hope so. I, I found him a little bit hard to root for, not only via his performance, which I think has been subpar, but just personality. But I am noticing he's starting to become a little bit more likable, maybe getting a little more comfortable here in Chicago. They did a, uh, a story on him in Sports Illustrated. Uh, talking about how he's he's not the most personable person. No, but that's just the way he is. It's not the way. It's not because he's disrespectful. He just likes to stay, you know, within himself. Yeah, which is fine because we got enough media yeah. magnets out there. Yeah, seriously. But there's just there's a negative aura that comes comes off him. But I guess the players seem to support him for the most yeah. part. Yeah, I mean the whole Bears offense really enjoys playing with Jay Culler. I mean his arm is one of the best in the league, if not the best. Strength-wise. Strength-wise, yeah. Yep. Accuracy, he's, he's very inconsistent, yep. especially on the deep ball. Yep. Very simple technique. Throw the ball to our team. Yeah. It's like in basketball. When I coach kids, you you, you got to break it down and keep it simple. And it sounds, even with high school kids, it sounds very simplistic, but it's it's a legitimate thing to tell them. Pass the ball to our team. <laughs> Pass it away from the defense. Sometimes you got to tell Jay Cutler that same thing. Yeah. He likes to throw it into triple coverage. Mm-hmm. But now They're playing uh, tomorrow. Exhibit yeah. final exhibition game at Cleveland. I know you're thrilled and excited about final exhibition game. Oh, of course. 
All the starters won't be playing. You'll get to see Kale Haney. I'm excited for the Falcons week one. Yeah. That's that's going to be a fun, fun game to watch. Yep. Sunday, September 3rd. No, no, uh, 10th. 10th, yeah, that's the following week, yeah. yeah. And that's at Atlanta? Uh, yeah. All right, but you think the Bears got a shot at winning the division? I actually think that's home, believe it or not. Home game? Yeah, because I have a, a Falcons fan, believe it or not, at North Central. He's an Atlanta Falcons fan. He wanted to go to that game, but mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to be able to. Falcons, New Orleans, Green Bay, I believe, opening three games. We'll see how they come out of the wow. gate. If they can come out 2-1, and one, they've got a chance to win the division. You, you go 2-1 against those three teams, you're doing just fine. Thank you very much. Uh, you want to talk some Bear football, NFL football with us? 888-463-6748, the phone number. And uh, Kevin, I heard you uh, tonight. Have a major date with a big fantasy draft that's going on. Is this a, a new league you're joining? or We've been doing this for the last four or five years. We all put in $20 into the pot, $200 pot. It's it's It gets intense, and it, it it's really a lot of fun. If any law enforcement officials are listening to our program, of course, it's all play money, and it's uh, the reward. It's is monopoly actually, money, yeah. Absolutely. We'll throw in 20 bucks of monopoly absolutely. money. Absolutely. All right. What, what is the name of your team? Uh, right now, it is... To be announced. I like to play a, a pun off one of my players. I like that. So I no, it's to, to be announced, the actual team name? Yeah, it's, it's That's cool. to, be, I like to be announced, yeah. Okay. Keep that name. Well, we'll see. I like, Wait, I like are, to, are you saying the name is to be announced or the actual name you're going with is to r- be announced? Right now it's to be announced. I like that. It's actually Stay to be that. announced. Yeah. But I like to make a pun off one of my players. Oh, okay. So depending on who you pick. Yeah. I think you should just stick with the name to be announced. I kind of like that. All right, what pick do you got in the draft? Because I don't play the fantasy draft. I kind of, you know, I hear other people. I live vicariously through other people like yourself. But I really, I don't have any friends, so I don't never get invited <laughs> to these drafts. I'm the ninth pick, so I'm towards the end. There's ten people in the league. But you get the circle pick coming back. Right, so I get nine, twelve. So a lot of strategy. So you got all your charts and stuff like that. Oh yeah, oh uh-huh. yeah. And the, the the funny thing will be, uh, most of the people in the league are at college, but. My friend and I are both, we both go to North Central, but we're both home, obviously. So we're going to be drafting together. He's 10-11, I'm 9-12. So hopefully I steal one of his picks and he doesn't steal the other one of mine. <laughs> you might not be friends at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. That uh, sounds good. Again, any uh, folks out there, you got any advice for uh, Kevin on the big fantasy draft for his team to be announced? Give us a call, 888-463-6748, or you can email us at mike 2 Guys at AOL.com. Tons of fantasy drafts going on in the next week or so. Uh, that That's, if you want to call it, sport has just taken off unbelievable. Yeah, and, you know, if I, like on my website, I love to make uh, little tips and stuff on that. I post the draft results. Wait, on your uh, North Central website? No, my own website. Oh, actually. really? Well, let's bump uh, it up. JackmanSports.com. Look at this. 18 years old. David, 19? 19. He's already the sports director for his station. He's already got a sports website. Another couple of years, he will pass up all my professional exploits at the age of 21. <laughs> Make a note not to invite Kevin back anymore. Please, I'm starting to get depressed. JackmanSports.com? Yep. Your own website. What What can we find on there? Uh, just about everything. I, I like to write. I, although I've taken a little bit of a, uh, a hiatus this summer, I'll be getting back to it um, fairly shortly. Um, we I've got a couple writers that write for me, and uh, we... We write just about everything, basketball, football, baseball, hockey. We have even had a soccer article. If you need a link uh, for, like, the over-the-hill sports report, I, you know, for a small fee, I can help you out a little bit. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Maybe that'll be my little, you know, 
From, from from the assisted living home. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on sports from the assisted living home. Maybe maybe I'll find my uh, true trade there. 888-463-6748. The phone number sounds outstanding. Uh, Bears playing tomorrow. You look for anything in the exhibition game tomorrow, or is it pretty much just uh, a battle for second and third string, which is kind of key on who's going to make the team? It's, it's crucial for the running back position to see if uh, Chester Taylor can pick it up because right now he's on the bubble. If Marion Barber is healthy, he's the number three back and he's not going to get any. So you time. think Chester's still got a chance? Uh, well, Barber's hurt. I mean, he pulled, I believe he pulled a, a, a groin in the last game. So if he can make a push in this game, he might be able to claim a split time in that number two hole. Okay. Interesting. Cause all other reports I've heard, again, you can catch all the latest action at jackmansports.com. Um, <laughs> Every other report I've heard is that Chester Taylor is going to be gone, and they're basically showcasing him this game. But you think he's got a chance based on the injury to right Marion Bar? I almost said Marlon Burt. <laughs> well, I mean, he he's got the uh, versatility to be a good number two back. Last year was kind of a disappointment coming out of Minnesota, but I mean, if Barber's down, they're going to need him because past him they have I, be, I believe what Khalil Bell, yeah, who showed flashes of Not bad. mediocrity, but. Third string running back, he's good. If he's your yeah. second string running back, it's a bit of a struggle. Kind of like Caleb Haney. He's not a number yeah. two quarterback. He's a number three. Eh, I'm a Caleb Haney fan. I, I well, I like Caleb Haney, especially compared to, well, who was it last year? Jeff. Oh, Todd Collins. Todd Collins. Oh, please. I was almost said Jeff George. Yikes. Yeah. Todd, that's, now you're bringing up bad memories. Please, uh. we're, we're trying to get beyond the uh, Todd Collins memory. Um Matt Forte and Lance Briggs both in the contract disputes. Any thoughts you have on those guys? Sign them. You gotta sign them. When Brian Urlacher retires, and it won't be long before he retires, Lance Briggs is gonna have to step up. Well, they've already got Lance Briggs signed. You're saying they should break the contract and give him more money. Oh, they gotta give him a long extension. They gotta keep him in Chicago for as long as they can. Yeah, I, don't know. I got issues with that. I mean, the guy signs a contract, he makes his, a lot of his money up front. Right. And then you come to the back end of the contract and know it's time I want more money. He's performed. He's been one of the best yeah, outside well, linebackers in the major in Absolutely, major in the, and they paid him. Yeah. Six, seven, eight million dollars. That's what, you know, he performed. Yeah, absolutely. So now you got to pay him another eight million? Instead of the paltry, what, what is he complaining about getting? Three million? Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's pathetic. It's but hard to sympathize. Matt Forte is another story. You, you got to, I mean, that guy. A lot of people look at LaShawn McCoy of the Philadelphia Eagles yep. as being one of the most exciting backs in the league. He's good. Forte put up the exact same numbers. Not, I'm not even exaggerating. They were the exact same numbers last year. Mm-hmm. And he's knocked for being kind of dull. Well, Forte's case is a little bit different because he has not been paid the big bucks yet. Right. Like Lance Briggs has. So really two different little apple and orange situation going on here. Now... The Bears are willing, correct me if I'm wrong, they are willing to renegotiate his contract. During the season, right. But it's a matter of how much. Right. Because they, So it's I, not like the Bears are saying, sorry, buddy, you signed for 500000 this year, that's all we're paying you. The Bears are saying, hey, you're right. You know, you deserve more money, but now it's just a matter of how much. And I think they kind of wanted to keep him out of some of the training camp games. They didn't want him to take a lot of snaps, and that was part of the dispute was he said he was going to hold out. And I think they, they wanted him to hold out, believe it or not, because he is injury prone, believe it or not. I mean, he, he gets a lot of little nagging injuries. The less beating he takes in the preseason, the better off he is. He will get his money. At some point this season, they will resign him. Okay. So you're almost, are you alluding to the fact that maybe this, they're kind of letting this hang just as an excuse not to let him play some? Interesting. Yeah. 
I, I definitely think so. They can't risk him getting injured. He okay. is going to be the biggest part of this offense. Okay. Very interesting. Little uh, words of advice, some thoughts and wisdoms here from the young kid in the house, Kevin Jackman. Normally we get the big dog and a coach, a couple of aged veterans here. It's nice to get a little uh, youthful look. Again, you can check out more at jackmansports.com or North Central College if people want to check some of the games out. Kevin, what is there a... Uh, Website, can you catch the game via the Internet? I uh, I just started the a new sports website, uh, wontsports.org. And uh, to stream live, actually, you need to go to wonc.org. And the uh, first game will be this Saturday at 9 o'clock. Versus? Redlands. University of Redlands in California. Wow. That's right. You're heading out there. Yep. Beautiful this time of year. Oh, I can't wait. The University of Redlands. I didn't know Division three schools have the... Budget to take big trips like that? Neither did I. We usually stay in the Midwest, but I'm hey, you know, if they're they're willing to fly me out, I'll, I'll now we take got some, it. some local kids on that team. Throw me out some names on the North Central football team guys that played in the Chicago area. Uh, a couple of Glenbrook South guys, Peter Mann, Alex Mann, they're, they're uh, twins. They're going to be sophomores this year. Uh, Nick Smith, uh, not sure if he's going to be starting this year or not. Um, we got a, a new incoming freshman, Mark Veer, coming from Glenbrook South. Yep. He'll be he'll be playing. He's uh, he's a decent football player. Um, outside of that, there's uh, there's a lot of homegrown talent in uh, Naperville mm-hmm. that they get to come play from. And North the head Central. coach is John Thorne, right? One of the best yes. football coaches anywhere. Yeah, he, he's creative. He's very creative with his offense. Yeah, yeah. I'd like him to run uh, the Bears off the when Ron Turner and John Shoops and Terry <laughs> O'Shea were running the Bear. I guarantee you, a guy like John Thorne, high school coach, could have done a better job. All right. People think I'm kidding. I'm only half kidding when I say, you know, the Maine South offensive coordinator? Yeah. The guy who's got a little bit of the Elvis Presley look, Char- <laughs> uh, not Charlie Gore, Charlie Bliss. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I would much rather, and again, I was not kidding when I, I would much rather see him. Hey, they've turned run out the some, Bears offense than yeah. the Bears coordinators. They've, they've turned out some great prospects yeah. there at Maine South. Yeah. Now again, that was before Mike Martin. And Martz, I think, at Martz least is- has the potential, but before that, Oh, talk about vanilla. I hate Turner. You I talk about that guy. Well, Ron Turner. I mean, a nice guy. Yeah. Nice guy. Oh, they're all nice family guys, man. Sure. But yeah, Terry Shoops. Or no, John Shoops. And we had one year of what was the guy's Terry name? Terry Shea. Oh, my God. All three of those guys had just like zero yeah. creativity. Doesn't help that you have Anthony Thomas as your running back. The A train? The A train. You're bringing back more bad memories here, please. Oh, I, I could keep it coming. Yeah, the 18 no, no, plus quarterbacks. No. <laughs> No, thank you. We don't need to revisit those days. Uh, Kevin, great having you in the studio here now. Coming up academically, God forbid you actually go to class this year. Uh, you will be doing that in addition to your sports directing. I think so. Maybe your yeah. parents are listening, so you might want to say yes. Yeah, I go to class two hours a day. The rest of the day I'm watching Sports Center. Two hours? Two hours. That's it? Yeah, pretty Couple much. Couple classes a day? Couple classes. Man. Dave, we got to go back to college. I mean, visiting with my son, going around to the different schools, I mean, they're... It's, I don't want to say country club, but it's nice. It's pretty nice. It is pretty nice. Take them to North Central. The rec facilities, the libraries. You know, what we used to have, you know, here here I am, you know, big sympathy, little swimming pools. Now they got like wave tech pools <laughs> at the colleges. I went to Missouri. They have yeah. two pools. Lazy have, River. They got Lazy yeah. River. Um, yeah. They have at a college. rock climbing wall. They have the zoo, which is like basically the size of my house full of workout equipment. It's ridiculous. You know what thing? They haven't improved. I will tell you this, David Olson, because you'll be doing these tours in about 10 or 12 years. Hopefully things will change <laughs> on behalf of your kids. But uh, the dorm rooms, small as ever. Yeah. 
That's one thing I did not miss. Pretty small. Those dorm rooms are, if you're a, of claustrophobic fear, not a good look. I got lucky. I got lucky last year. I got a pretty sizable room. Yeah. And when I say sizable, I mean like 10 by 12. <laughs> so. But there were two of you in a room. Two of right? us, yeah. 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 Now this year, no, based on everything else you told me, you're probably living off campus in some kind of like private suite. I wish. Next year, I probably will okay. be. This year, I'm living in the new Res Rec Center, which is two years old. You're moving into the rec center? Yep. Basically, I'm moving right next to the workout room. What, they got rooms next to the workout? Yep. It's unbelievable. So basically, I don't even if we need had to more, walk. If we had more time to get into that, I'd love to do that. <laughs> hey, Kevin, great having you in today. Thank you so much, my friend. And maybe uh, hopefully here in the near future, we'll get you back. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Okay, don't forget, call in Friday. you got to be one of our early contestants on Beat the Schmoes. All right, we'll do. Ah, beautiful. Thanks for listening, everybody. Big Dog back in the house tomorrow, TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic, 10 o'clock tomorrow. Don't be late. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.